Hello and welcome back to another episode of Toxic as Fuck, where we are creating conversations around toxicity, how it manifests, and what we are doing to heal. I'm your host, Ellis, and today we're talking all about situationships. This episode was recorded in February, right before all the coronavirus craziness really hit. And I know you will enjoy listening just as much as I did recording with the wonderful experience, Jay. But before we get started, I would like to say rest in power to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery. They, like many others, are gone too soon because of hate, white supremacy, and the systems that uphold it. I'm sending love, light, and prayers to their families. I would also like to read a PSA in a joint effort with Women of Color podcasters in support of hashtag podcasters for justice. We believe that to be silent is to be complicit. We believe that black lives matter. We believe that black lives are more important than property. We believe that we have a responsibility to use our platforms to support and speak out against the injustice whenever and wherever we are witness to it. Now to my black brothers and sisters, that are finding it difficult to find joy and happiness during this time. I see you, I hear you, and I'm here for you. Enjoy the show, guys. And with me today is Experience Jay. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. That's great to hear. I want to thank you for gracing my podcast. It's been a minute since we were supposed to do this interview, and I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. I, I enjoyed uh, speaking to you before, so I was like, okay, let's get this done. So we can. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And now all I can think of is Kina, because I was listening to the podcast all day today. So that, mm-hmm. that's all I'm hearing as you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because um i talk to people sometimes and they'll slip up and be like yeah kina i'm like no it, it's crystal that's my real first name i'm like no they're like you know what i meant i'm like but that's not what you said <laughs> so they're so used to just listening to it and you know i had a lot of my co-workers and friends listening in and so they really, they talk to me about situations like it really happened. I'm like, you know, that was fiction, right? That didn't, that's not real. So, um, yeah. <laughs> that funny. is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start off um, by having you tell the listeners who you are and what it is that you do. Okay. Um, well, I, my name is Crystal, but I go by Experience J. I am a self-published author, writer, poet, songwriter, overall creative, just to wrap it up. Um, and I I do all things creative, <laughs> basically. Um, I have been into writing and music since I could pick up a pen, literally. So it's just been something I've always done kind of like intrinsically. So um, it's just natural to dive into other sectors. Most recently, um, I said, okay, I'm going to get into podcasting. I have been wanting to do it for a while. Um, and eventually I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. 
I didn't want to do it like everybody else necessarily, but I, so I'm kind of trying to still find my own lane, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, so that's what I have going on with that right now. And what made you want to say like podcasting, like that's the lane, that's where I'm going? I've always been fascinated by sound and I didn't, it's funny because I didn't really notice that I was that into it. Um, But music, like I said, music also has always been a big part of my life. And even when I watch movies, like I'm listening for the sound. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm watching the stories and I'm I'm always like, hmm, you know what I mean? Like if a glass falls on the floor, like is it really a glass that's falling on the floor? Like I've always been into that or the score of the movie and things like that. And so um, when it came to podcasting, um, I never really wanted a talk podcast because I feel like I'm I'm very socially awkward so I have no clue what the hell to say sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't want to necessarily do that um, but I was like okay I could tell a story like that's I could do that with my eyes closed and so actually because when I'm reading books I don't know about you but when I'm reading books I have my whole imagination on it so I, it's like I'm you know creating the whole picture in front of me I'm hearing it I'm smelling it um, I'm that involved in books uh, when I'm reading. And so I wanted to kind of bring that to life through audio. Um, and when I heard my first uh, scripted podcast or audio drama, I was like, oh, I, I have to do this. I have to. So um, it was like just a natural kind of progression into it. Yeah, that's really cool. I like how you like explained like getting into the characters when you're reading books because I totally do that. And it brings me back to those days like reading children's books. Like, Anytime mm-hmm. as a child, I was definitely creating those voices and those sounds, and I still do it now in my head <laughs> when I'm reading books. <laughs> you can't help it. You can't right. help it. It's just like a natural thing that, you know, and you might use different voices for one than you do the other, and, you know, you might, and, like, even, like, when you get out of children's books and into, because I remember just being a, a preteen and things like that, and, you know, or, or um, and just reading books that didn't have pictures. So now I have to create it myself. Mm-hmm. So what would this person look like? You know, they might describe it. Um, but still, I, I feel like if everybody had to draw what they thought the character would look like, it would look differently to everybody. Exactly, exactly. I can remember like exactly what you're saying where it's like okay you don't have the same thing as if a video was in front of you you're kind of creating these Mm -hmm. images and I never really noticed I was doing that until I would look at like books that were turned into films and I'm like well that's not what you look like because you look absolutely oh my god that's so funny Okay, so um, I think last time I checked, you were at about 5,000 listens with one of your podcasts. So mm-hmm. what, what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned since you like first started? Oh, b- biggest lesson. Um, I feel like, well, it's so many um, parts to this, but um, I feel like because... I naturally want to do everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's important. I feel like my the biggest lesson that I've learned is to to just outsource and pace myself um, and reach out for help. And it's funny because I saw a post 
um, today that Solange did, um, she did like an interview and was talking about how she learned to ask for help. Um, and it's been like one of her biggest lessons. And it's funny because that's really me. Um, in a lot of ways, I'm used to just taking on everything and doing it myself. Cause you know, they said, if you want things done right, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I see how that could be overkill sometimes though. Um, but it, it it's true. Like I really, I want it to be done right. And I don't want to have to kind of depend on people or push it off on anyone else. And so I'll go and do everything myself and then I'm wiped out and now I don't want to do anything or, you know, I'm overwhelmed. And um, especially when it comes to an audio drama, because there's so many intricacies to it. And if you're doing every single thing, like when do you breathe? You know what I mean? And so uh, that's, been my biggest lesson to kind of just pace myself and um and reach out for help when I need it I love that when I was listening to your podcast earlier I was like how is she doing all of this because like (laughs) you can like see like the sound effects like something happens and you're like oh I can definitely imagine that in my head happening Mm -hmm. so I'm like yeah that's really cool and you have to like you said with like the score of movies and stuff it's the same thing Mm -hmm. with a podcast where you're like adding music when you're supposed to be having a sad feeling or adding music Mm -hmm. when you're supposed to be feeling nervous and you get all of that without the actual visual it's actually really cool oh thanks (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I know you have multiple projects going on. Can you give me like a quick rundown of each? Okay, um, well, I just wrapped up the first season of Past Due. Um, it, had, it had ten episodes. I I was so I was so relieved to have it over with though, just because <laughs> I needed to kind of breathe. I'm not even gonna lie, mm. but um, I just loved the introduction that it gave. So people were really like, okay, I can I see her. Okay, okay. So I like that part of it. That has been just like a, a real, uh, and I, we'll go back and talk about it, I know, but um, it's just been really a blessing to have that come out and touch so many people. So it actually spawned my mini series that I'm doing, which is also on hold right now, but it's called Past Due Hustlers Phone Tap, and it's a spinoff of Past Due, but it's more interview style. And I don't like to say interview because I'm not an interviewer. Um, and if you listen to it, you know I'm not an interviewer. <laughs> um, so it's more of just having some people having a conversation. And so I talked to uh, several entrepreneurs, hustlers, if you will, um, overall creators about their process and how they manage and balance a traditional nine to five while living out their dreams like the main character, Kina. Because um, the one thing that I was finding was that everybody was connecting to her in that way. Like, oh, I can definitely relate to the fact of feeling like this and like that. And I was like, dang, so many people really can relate to her. I want to talk to real creatives and get their, you know, their perspective. So that's what made me want to do that. And so I did the first three episodes and um, I'm on a little sabbatical from that right now, but I'm going to do three or four seasonally because I don't want to overwhelm people with it, but I just want to give those creatives out there who are experiencing this, that, that push, that um, encouragement, and even the closet, I call them closet creatives who have not yet taken that step, just to, you know, a little, a little push, you know what I'm saying? So, and just know that it like, okay, there are other people out here who are working, but they are living their dreams also. And so I I just felt that was important. And then lastly, um, 
I'm about to release a new audio drama or audio series called Kiss, the audio series, and erotic thriller. It's based off my book, Tomorrow's Seduction, Kiss of Death, that I wrote back in, wrote and released back in 2014 with my co-author and a good friend of mine, Warsan. The series is about um, a female serial killer who she basically seduces men and has sex with them and then kills them. So she's like a black widow, if you will, but she's not merely paying the other one. So it's just like a modern day kind of spinoff on that. And I'm releasing that on Valentine's Day. Oh, shut up. That's going to be so exciting and so needed for Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It all sounds very interesting. And like, like I said, I'm hearing you talking and I'm still sitting here like, how? Where is the time in the day to be doing all of this? (laughs) I know it's tough. I will say, um, Kiss has been a little easier because I am not in it at all. Um, I stepped down, like, after past two, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to take me a little break, so I will not be the main character or anything like that, so literally all I have to do is focus on sound design with this, Um, and I also, um, I called in uh, my co-author of the book to help write some of the episodes with me, so it was a little easier, you know what I mean, so it wasn't like just me this time, which was great. There that is, the asking for help. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to get a little bit more in depth about past you. Okay. And I wanted to know, um, first of all, what the meaning was behind the title and who inspired the character Kina? Okay. Um, And it's funny because when I wrote this, I played around with a whole bunch of titles for a minute um and at first it was going to be called let me try to remember closer to my dreams or something something of that nature and then one day I, I can't even remember what sparked it but I heard the word past due and I was like that's it <laughs> that's what you know that's what the name is going to be Eureka uh, <laughs> right <laughs> it really was a Eureka moment but the reason I came up with it is because it's so befitting of the main character. So past due, she's past due um, on life, on love, on bills. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that was very, like that was a perfect title. Like she feels like she's past due, like she's gone past. Um, and I don't want to say expiration date, but you know what I mean? Like she, she, uh, the due date, or, you know, she has these warped ideas of when, and where um, things are supposed to happen for her. Hmm. And so she feels like, you know, a failure kind of. And the main character, I like to say, and I say this all the time, she is, yes, she's loosely based on me, but we're very very different. Um, But that, that whole feeling of feeling stuck in your job and, wanting to do other things, knowing you're meant for more, I have been there and I used that to create this character. And at the time I was actually going through that. I was feeling that. Um, I wrote the series three years ago and I just now put it out. Um, Cause it was, it was a form of therapy for me at the time. And it was just my way of dealing with all those thoughts I was having. So I, of course I started writing it. 
but I didn't want to do the whole best man thing and put everybody's business out there. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but you know, he, he kind of get in a little bit of trouble when he started doing fiction with his friends and family. Right. Um, but I didn't want to necessarily go there, but I did want to tell my story and then pull, cause really if I would have just told my story, it would be kind of boring. So, um, I had to pull other elements into it, but overall it was a, a really great story that I just wanted to tell. And I knew if I'm dealing with it, maybe somebody else is, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it can help somebody else. So that's where it was spawned. Absolutely. And like you were saying earlier, Kina is super, super relatable. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. she's a hustler. She got a nine mm-hmm. to five that's draining her. You know, her love life's a little, little messy. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's very relatable to I bet a lot of damn people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how would you describe Kina and what in what ways would you consider her to be toxic as fuck? Okay. Um I do I describe Kina as a go-getter. Um I feel in many ways she knows what she wants. She doesn't doesn't know how to get it. And I feel like in that aspect, um, it becomes confusing for her because she feels like if she can't, she's very specific. If she can't get the avenue the way she thinks it's supposed to go, then it kind of tosses everything up in the air for her. She's not very open to the fluidity of life, if you will. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, hell no, it, it needs to go like this. Um, and I see that 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 can be toxic, especially when you kind of bring other people into that or force other people into that. And I feel like she's not. So I, when I saw, I kind of feel like this. Um, and I know we, we use the word toxic a lot and some people use it really loosely. But I feel like, She's not purposely toxic, but that doesn't mean you're not toxic just because you don't do it on purpose. I feel like people assume that when you say toxic, you have to be this uh, raging, uh, psychopathic uh, person who just does wrong. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily like that. You can be toxic unknowingly. And you can, you know, put that on other people. We see parents pass it down to children and they're not trying to, you know what I mean? But that doesn't make it any less less toxic. So I feel like she has a lot of traits that are toxic. Um, And I feel like she does it. A lot of those traits are out of protection, but she doesn't know it's kind of, it's counterintuitive. If that's, I think that's the right word I'm trying to use for it. It's, um, um, or counterproductive Mm. so um i feel like she doesn't mean to be but she is very toxic in a lot of ways especially when it comes to relationships i feel like a lot of what you said was really important points and a lot of it is really why i started this podcast like toxicity Mm -hmm. can be so subtle so Mm -hmm. subtle that you don't even realize it's there until like hindsight and you're like well what the fuck was i doing Right. I was I sticking <laughs> in this for so long. Mm-hmm. It can be the most subtle things and can run your life and the people who's around you, it can run their life. And it, it's just some warped shit. So love it. Another relatable <laughs> thing with Kina, because I didn't even like 
really pick up on some of the stuff you're saying. So I'm going to go and listen mm-hmm. to it for the third time after we done. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even necessarily go all the way into it um, because I want to save some stuff for season two. And, you know, as she continues to evolve and things like that, you'll get to find out a little bit more about her. Um, there's layers, you know what I mean? So I definitely want to go deeper into that as I continue the series. Absolutely. I want to pick your brain a little bit more about Hina and the things that I picked up, like that kind of thing where she's like counterproductive. Mm-hmm. And I, I described her as a little bit avoidant because I'm like, girl, what you doing? What are right. you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> you what this is like, make up your mind. What are you doing? This is what you wanted. Now you have it. And now you're saying you don't want it. Like, come on, what is going on? A lot of people were up, upset with me about <laughs> Because <laughs> everybody is rooting, you know, for Lamar and wants them to be together and all that. And I didn't have it go that way. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, that's life. It doesn't always happen, you know, the happily ever after. But again, it, show, it goes towards her, her toxic ways and view of things. Exactly. I was like, Kina, girl, we rooting for you, but you making it real hard over here. Real hard. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, what I, another thing I picked up on it was all the prospects that she has in her love life Mm -hmm. and how she doesn't feel like she's met the right one. This was a little Mm -hmm. earlier in the episodes. Um, I wonder how much of that is Kina's doing? My language earlier was like, how much is this your fault? But I didn't like that. Right. Like, how much is this? <laughs> that felt a little aggressive and harsh. To me. <laughs> right. So I'm like, how much of this is like Kina's doing? Because it made me think of like, how people can be like, oh, like I attract a certain kind of guy. Why is it always that, you know, this is the particular guy that's drawn to me. And it's like, it's not about who's drawn to you. It's about who you let in. So that's exactly who you what you allow. Right. So what kind of, what were your thoughts when you were like building the character of Kina? Cause I know you said she's loosely based on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm looking at this, this, this little messiness she got going on her in her love life, I'm like, okay, let me get into uh, Crystal's mind a little bit. Like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, my love life is a little less, uh, boring. It's a little more boring than that. She has a lot of, <laughs> she has a lot going on. So I don't have all of that going on, but, um, I feel like when I was writing, I wanted to, and I will say one of the situations, and I will not say which one, but one of the situations really happened, okay? And um, of course I had to change it to make it exciting because it didn't go the way it it goes in uh, the podcast. But, um, and it was just meeting somebody, you know, who you kind of mesh with and, you know, you guys connect, but there's no, what's the word, situationships. I know, you know, that type of situation, like you, you mesh, you're together, but you're not together and you don't know like, okay, what are we doing kind of thing. And um, I think in a lot of ways at the time when I was in my situation, I did a lot of you should be a mind reader kind of thing. And that is not what you definitely can't be in a situationship if you are not communicating 
with mm-hmm. someone, or you shouldn't at least. <laughs> you shouldn't. If you can't communicate properly, um, that's the number one thing. Like, if you can't communicate properly, do not try to go for a situationship, friends with benefits, or whatever you want to call it, because one or both people are going to end up hurt or in a confusing situation and then you can't explain it you don't know what to call it that it's just too much you know what i'm saying so i did take a little bit of that and then i kind of went far left with it like what would happen if kind of situation um and so i just took a lot of the situation from there and then i have friends who always tell me stories and i'm just like "Ooh, girl (laughs) you know and um so a lot of them, it was a mixture of some experiences that I've had, my friends have had, um, you know, things you just see every day on TV, d- different things. And I just kind of put scenarios together. But I feel like with Kina, the reason why she's in the position that she's in is because of, and I, I briefly touched on this because um, I want to build it in season two is her ex-fiance, Brian. I don't know if you remember. You listen today, so you should be still fresh with it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so a lot of what happened to Kina um, is kind of triggered by her ex-fiance, Brian, because she's naturally just this kind of like guarded person, but she opened up and fell in love and gave her heart to a man that she thought she knew who he was, but she never really knew. Um, and in many ways she has not healed from it. And even though she said kind of in the podcast that she's over and she's healed and she's moved on, she hasn't. So I'll leave that there. Cause I, I definitely want to touch on it again in season two, but that's basically a lot of her, uh, pain or trauma from relationships stemmed from that relationship that she has never, um, she's never tried to heal. She kind of just buried it. Mm-hmm. There, there that is. Avoidant Kina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, I know you. I am you. Avoidant stuff. <laughs> yep. And her way of saying, oh, I'm healed, I'm over it, is just to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And so she feels like she's over it, but she doesn't know. She takes that same, you heard the song by Erica Badu Bagley. She takes that same bag with her, but hers is behind her, so she don't even see it. She takes it into every other relationship or even situationship and um, she kind of taints it because she already has a preconceived notion of what this person is going to be. Like, you could be the greatest person in the world, but mm, I don't really trust you. You know what I mean? Um, or whatever, her her own um, her own stamp on it or what it should be or what it is and all of that. Right. It's like, this could be so great or it could be so not, but like, let it kind of run its course and see it for what it is kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. So before we close out this section of the show, I want to know how you personally feel about some of the things that Kina has done <laughs> or said or felt. Because I was... People were giving her so much slack. <laughs> I'm team Keela. She can do no wrong. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> okay. So number okay. one, she said there are too many rules and it's too complicated to make things official. <laughs> I definitely don't agree with that. I feel like you complicate it when you don't discuss it and make things 
in black and white and making it official doesn't necessarily have to be getting into a full relationship, but just stating what, what we're doing, you know what I mean? And it's like, that goes back to communicating and just saying, okay, look, what are we doing? What are we going to do? And if we're doing this, then A, B, and C. And if we're doing this, then A, B, and C. I think that um, there's nothing complicated about just doing, you know, I'm, I, I call myself a hopeful romantic. Like I love love. So I'm, I'm team love all day, especially team black love. I'm team black love all day. I love it. And I feel like <laughs> everything you just said, like, correct, correct, correct. I feel like a lot of the times, because, like, we as humans just put things in boxes so much, like, mm-hmm. there's no crossover when you're thinking of, like, platonic relationships, your relationships with mm-hmm. your mother or your father or your lover. It's like, no, communication is the basis for all these things. Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of that overlaps, but because we're just like, so in this like tunnel vision frame of mind with certain things, it's like, we don't, we don't think like that necessarily, but ooh child, the world would be such a better place if we all just got on one accord with it. <laughs> one accord. <Yeah. laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I love it. Okay, so number two, this one, oh my God, this one was real personal for me. I was like, okay. (laughs) In your diary. (laughs) Right. She felt confused about being heartbroken by someone she was never really in a relationship with. Uh, Yes, I agree. uh, Yes, I've been there. And you don't, like, I've been there and you really don't know how to feel because you're like, well, technically, we weren't together. Should I be mourning this? But again, on the um, the therapy for Black women, she did the thing. Yes. So she mentioned this in the episode about uh, situationships, talking about how um, you, even though it's a situationship, it's still very much a relationship. Whether we want to label that or not, it is a relationship. And like, you can stop being friends with somebody and feel, go into mourning, you know what I'm saying? So you're still in a relationship with that person, whether, you know, it's a physical relationship or whatever you want to call it, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, blah, 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 you're still in connection with another human being. And so that's a very natural feeling, but I get with all the labels that society puts on things, I get the understanding that you're like, should I be? Should I be sad? We're not together. Why do I feel like this? And like I said, I've been there. So I completely get it. That feeling is valid. Like, okay, we're not together, but did we, did we just break up? What are we doing? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like what happened? So yeah, no, no, I, that's, I think that was a valid one. Absolutely. I feel like exactly what you said, you just perfectly stated it so well. And I feel like a lot of the times we trick ourselves into thinking like, oh, you know, this wasn't nothing official, so I shouldn't be feeling Mm -hmm. this way. And that's how you Mm -hmm. get caught up. You need to be addressing those feelings and Mm -hmm. really digging into them because when you push it away, it's just going to come back up and show itself in different parts of your life till you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is happening here? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you cannot heal through what you are not acknowledging. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So the number three thing that Kina did, said or felt is that she was using one man 
to keep her mind off the next. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that how giggle. I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And in the, in the in the words of the great late Whitney Houston, it's not right, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm <blessed. laughs> Okay. No, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Um, and it's not right, and it doesn't do anything. Like in the moment, it takes your mind off. But if the person really, I feel like if the person really, really means something to you, then it's never truly taking your mind off. Like for the moment, yes. But overall, no. And then you just confuse yourself even more afterwards because you might now start catching feelings for the other one. So I feel like that's a just uh, a bomb waiting to happen. Don't do it, ladies. I was just playing. <laughs> don't oh do it. Oh my God. Don't, <laughs> don't do You're it. just knocking these out the park because yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Like, it's definitely not right, but you know, life be life stuff be happening. Right, <laughs> right. Should be going down. You, I mean, what can you do? Absolutely. You do? And I don't, I feel like we don't, we don't talk about like sex and, you know, getting on top of someone else to like not mm-hmm. think about that other person. I don't feel like we talk about it as much as we talk about like using alcohol or weed or whatever mm-hmm. else to cope with your feelings or like just run away from what you're feeling. But it's valid. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens. Own it and move on from it. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 real life. Period. Okay, so the fourth thing, oh my God, I really love that. I, I'm, I'm going to start using, I'm going to use that for everything now. It's not right, but it's okay. <laughs> because that just killed me so much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the fourth one is unlucky in dating being a generational curse. Now that took me out. I was like, ooh, I'm not even going to touch that. Ooh, okay. So I do feel that it's partially true, but only from the standpoint of I feel like it becomes a generational curse when you allow it to be. Um, if you've seen mom, auntie, grandma go through certain situations, um, and then you fall into those similar situations because it's what you've seen or, you know, things like that, or you told yourself that, oh, all the women in my family have bad luck with men. Well, guess what? Now you're going to have bad luck with men. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's it's true in that sense, but I feel like sometimes we cause it. You know what I'm saying? And we pass it down because we um, we fuel it. So I feel like if you stop giving it power, um, then it, it it's done. Absolutely. It's like the tongue is such a powerful thing. And so mm-hmm. if you keep saying something, you're like manifesting it into the air. Just mm-hmm. like it can work in good ways, it can also work in bad ways where you're like mm-hmm. already digging yourself into a into a hole without even realizing it. I tell people that all the time. Manifestation works both ways. You have to be careful not only with what you say, but even with what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and me being an overthinker, 
um, sometimes I will literally sit there and just play scenarios through my head. And I've learned to just tell myself when I start doing that, stop, or that's a lie. You know what I mean? Especially if it goes to something negative, I just tell myself to stop because when you think it, <laughs> you can believe it. It, it, it manifests just like words. And so you just got to be careful and just start pouring positivity um, into yourself and speaking life um, and thinking life. Uh, it's just, you just have to. And I know there's, and it's funny because I was having a conversation with somebody today about how they're like, ah, oh, you know, it's just being positive, this, 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 that, and the other. And I'm like, you don't have to always, I tell, this is what I say. You don't have to always be positive. Just don't be negative. <laughs> you mm. know what I'm saying? There's days where you kind of in the middle, in the yellow, you know what I mean? You might not be all the way there. You know what I mean? You might just be stuck in the middle. Just don't be negative. If you can't be positive, just don't be negative. Stay there in the, in the, in the middle zone until you get yourself together. Um, and that just goes back to just speaking, you know, so you, you might have to give yourself a pep talk and, and say certain things. Um, and so going back to, you know, just speaking that uh, generational curse, you can set yourself up for disaster by saying that, like, oh, all the women in my family, they marry no good men who cheat on them. And now you just spoke that into your whole, <laughs> your whole <laughs> energy source, you know what I'm saying? Now you meet a man <laughs> and he cheats on you and all that other stuff. And you don't know what's going on. You, oh, it's part of the generational curse. No, you were part of the generational curse. You caused that. Mm. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where you're yep. like, you keep thinking it, keep thinking it, keep thinking it. And up, oh, you make it, it happen. Right. You make it happen. And you might even um, unknowingly go after those type of men. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you're like in your mind, you, you're, you're seeking out those type of men and not even realizing it because you already told yourself you're not going to have a good man. So let me go over to the one over here that I already know is, going, is set up that way. Girl, that is a whole other episode. What you do on a subconscious <laughs> level. <laughs> whole other episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. So let's get into number five, which I don't know. I just kind of threw it in there because I just wanted your opinion. I like I like okay. seeing people's opinion on online dating. Okay. I love online dating. Um, I don't I think I mentioned this at the beginning. I'm socially awkward as fuck. Excuse me, but I am. And um, that in-person meeting sometimes can be overwhelming for me, um, especially, I guess it just depends. Now, if I have a little drink in me, that might be a little different. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Yes, but just, liquid you know, courage. I'm, yes, liquid courage. But <laughs> like just naturally, I, I'm not the, and I might, not look approachable also you know what I mean so I just not that I've never been approached because I I do get approached but um I just feel comfortable even sparking a conversation things like that online and uh I try not to um like I used to have apps and stuff like that but you know I don't do that stuff anymore I'm actually seeing somebody now so I don't have to do that but um I just remember it can be tricky I'll just break I'll break it down like that instead of going all around the world with it. It can be tricky. I feel like it works when it's supposed to work. Um 
I actually met the person I'm seeing now online and it's been great. And I feel like if it weren't for uh, online, I probably wouldn't have met this person. So, hey, you know what I mean? But I've also dealt with people who I met in person and it didn't work out. So we'll see. Check <laughs> we'll you see. out with online dating working for you. I love it. I just think that <laughs> with any situation, it just comes down to honesty. And what I found mm-hmm. is like, people love to lie when they not in your face. And even when they in your face, <sighs> they love to lie. And mm-hmm. it's like, you ain't got a lie to kick it. Just, just You ain't got a lie to kick it. Just <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I find like online dating, and that's the one big, big thing. Are you who you say you are? Mm. And that's the biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? But I'm learning people do that. You can meet somebody in person and they be, they look, they could be totally (laughs) unlike what they (laughs) appeared to be when you first met them. So, I mean, it's just the luck of the draw. You know what I mean? You toss up the coin and hope for the best. But, um, you know, overall, I've had bad experiences online, too, that caused me to be like, okay, no more online dating ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I love that. I think that perfectly sums up this portion. I really like that. I think I, I think this whole episode inspired by Kina led us down a really good path. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yes, team Kina now. <laughs> See, good. Good job. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to jump into the viral topic, which we touched upon a little bit in here. So we're just going to run through it right quickly. So the viral topic is situationships. And I find it so interesting that like just how we evolve as people and the things that we do that we've come up with a name for this messy, like complicated or sometimes like not complicated kind of situation Mm -hmm. that we get in that, you know, we're not necessarily calling boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh So we all know what they are. I'm sure most of us have been in one. So I wanted to discuss and like get your input on the topic according to the podcast Therapy for Black Girls. Uh The episode was about considerations for situationships. So I'm just going to read them off and we'll talk a little bit about it and how uh, you feel about each consideration. Okay. So number one, which, which we've touched upon a little bit, is being honest with yourself. What do you uh-huh. really desire if you want to date someone seriously um, or not seriously and not being pressured to like feel like you're in a situationship because you feel like it's all you can have right now? And I was definitely uh-huh. thinking of Kina while I was mm-hmm. listening to this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Um... And with Kina, from a Kina perspective, I think with the character Lamar, she actually really does love him, though. You know what I mean? So I don't think she, it's not necessarily that she's staying in a situation because she feels like she can't get better. Obviously, she has prospects, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like it's just they didn't have communication and he wanted it the whole time well I won't tell it because people might want to go listen to it but you know he wanted this from her but he you know on the other side of things he kind of didn't share also so I just feel like if there was more communication they would have been okay but overall you have to you have to be honest with yourself and like what do I want in this moment and it's okay that if 
you might like the person and so you might feel like you have to you might feel a little more pressure to be like okay well they don't want a relationship right now so let me just sit here in the middle in the yellow and wait until that's what they want but no you have to be upfront about what you want because ultimately <laughs> what happens when years pass and you still don't have you know a title or that ring or whatever you're seeking and now your life has you know time you can't get time back that's the one thing we can't get back so now you're in then you feel like you were cheated but really it wasn't his or her fault it was your fault because you never spoke up right that'd be the worst when it's like you ain't got nobody to be mad at but yourself like you are in this predicament solely because of you and I also want to mm-hmm. add like we're saying be honest with yourself it's not like that fake honest like you know, that surface level stuff, because I do that to myself all the time where I'm like, no, no, this is what you really want. Like, no, 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 nope, nope, this is it. And then later I was like, girl, you know, if you would have dug a little deeper, sat with it a little bit more, that's not the decision you would have came to. And you knew that in the back Mm -hmm. of your head, but you know, you kept pushing for it anyway. So definitely like, knowing what you actually want and that decision doesn't come in two seconds you know that's something Mm -hmm. that you really gotta sit with you really gotta (laughs) be in tune with yourself also because you know how you expect somebody else to be in tune with you you're not even in tune with yourself Mm -hmm. so the second thing was who you are having a situationship with So Mm -hmm. if it's with someone you're like in a gray area with in your life, like say a boyfriend you just broke up with three months ago, like that's not probably the best idea. That kind of yellow zone you were just talking about where like, we we not really a green light. We not really a red light. Like let's stay here and try to figure things out, but we're not actually boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I feel like I I couldn't do the X thing. Um, I've been, in a situation with an ex where I went back and we tried the whole friend thing and this was no no sex or anything involved and even that was overwhelming so I can only imagine Mm. (laughs) trying to have everything we just had without the title you know what I mean or without discussing it just trying to be friends was hard and eventually I had to get to a point where I was like you know what because, um, you know, you want to be amicable. I, I feel like I've always been the ex-girlfriend who's amicable. You, could all, amicable. you could always call and be like, hey, you know, how are you kind of thing. And that works sometimes. But some situations you just cannot <laughs> and you should not. You know what I mean? And, and that was one of the... Yes, that was one of the situations where I should not have. And I tried to do the little friend thing. We're hanging out, watching movies. And it's like... He went to kiss me and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> no, can't do that. Can't do that, you know, and it was just awkward. So I can only imagine going back into a full-fledged, you know, situationship. Like, well, we're not together, but let's still, you know, have sex. And no, absolutely not. No, 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 And then, well, let me speak for me. It did not work for me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you because that's how things can really get like a little messy. Signals can be kind of crossed and missed. So yeah, definitely having that consideration for like who you're having it with, especially if Mm -hmm. it's an ex and feelings were like already invested and involved. That's the quickest way to, ooh, feelings going to be in balance there. Like maybe I'm of a, like a little bit partial because I'm like I, I'm mm-hmm. the type to never want to be friends with my ex but also mm-hmm. my my exes have always done me dirty so I'm like listen 
No, we can't. Right. I don't have no time for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to weasel your way back in, and guess what? It's not happening. Over there. <laughs> Stay over there. <laughs> Stay on over there. Please and thanks. <laughs> you and your bad juju can go ahead and get to walking. Bye. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so the third consideration is all about what we've been talking about, which is making sure that there is active communication and discussion about expectations along with boundary setting. So even though, this is what I love that she said, like even though it's not a committed monogamous relationship, it is still a relationship and should be treated as such. So that communication, that like checking in, um, asking tough questions, which I really love. Like, I don't feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is just like the, the younger, like kind of millennial in me, but I feel like there's not a lot of conversations being had, especially when, um, you feel like, oh, it's just a situation ship or it's just like, you know, we're, we're just having sex. It's not like, it's like, okay, well still there needs to be conversations mm -hmm. happening. Um, and a lot of that is where like, let, let's have consent for the things that we're doing. Make sure that what we're doing is okay with both of us. And even though those conversations can be like a little scary sometimes or a little, or may feel like uncomfortable because it like, I feel like once again, where there's those boxes in place where you feel like these are conversations reserved for my significant other, like for my boyfriend, for my girlfriend. It's like, no, anybody whose body you're touching like that deserves those kinds of conversations, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm at the point now where, like, because I feel like when I've been in situationships before, it was more so like, I think it was more equally yoked in the sense that I didn't want it. I didn't want a relationship either. So it kind of worked mm -hmm. as I get, as I've passed into over the threshold into my thirties, I've, I've figured out that that does not work for me anymore. And I would never try just a, a situationship where there was not, you know what I'm saying? Like it was strictly just, I couldn't do that because I know that post 30, I've been super emotional. Like I've, mm. I've gained everything. I gained my wings when I turned 30. <laughs> I feel like everything started to kind of change for me in that kind of way. And so like, I'm very emotional now as before 30, I was not. And I kind of detached from my emotions. And um, so I'm very emotional. I would not be able to successfully do um, a friends with benefits or situationship at this point. It just would not work out because I would be like, no, who's that? What are we doing? What, what's going on? Like, I, I need all, I have all the questions, you know what I'm saying? And it took me a while to get there. I won't lie. It took me a while to get there to where I'm like, no, this is what I want. And if we have to go slow, I'm cool with that. I'm now that part I can work with you on. If we need to ease into this, but we don't have to be engaged by next week. But um, let's talk about it. You know what I mean, and see where we're going. So we might not necessarily be boyfriend and girlfriend, but we are monogamous and we're working. We're dating exclusively because I'm not playing that. Oh, I'm dating her next week, and okay. you this. You know, we ain't doing that. That we're not doing. Oh my God. And that really speaks to all the the intricacies of like a situationship. Like, how are you gonna say this is not as valid as like a monogamous committed relationship when there's so many different ways where 
wires can be crossed, miscommunication can happen, people get in their feelings, like it's just as important to be talking about these things and making sure that all your questions are answered. And from the beginning and all the way through until we're at the end of this thing, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. <laughs> which brings me <laughs> to the fourth consideration, which is what happens when the situation ship ends. And these things run their course. Obviously, I don't think anybody's, you know, in it for 10 years. And if you are, you know, more power to you. I, I, I wish I could. <laughs> that, that just hasn't been the case for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But these things Mm-mm. run their course. So like making sure that your feelings, like you're processing them. If you're hurt, you're hurt. And those things are valid. We won't spend too much time on that because I think we dove into that a little bit. So we'll move on mm-hmm. to number five, which was note that despite all of your best efforts, sometimes people change their mind. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe someone catches feelings or maybe you realize that, you know, this isn't what you want with this person. But being honest about your feelings and knowing that it's better to feel them and acknowledge them and, you know, maybe say that to the person that you're involved in rather than kind of like denying or pushing down those feelings. Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel like um, it's okay. And sometimes you hold it back because you're like, oh, Lord, is this going to change the whole dynamic of what we have going on? And sometimes it should, whether that's to take it to the next level or it's to dismantle this thing because it's toxic as fuck and you need to move on with your life. Either way, um, I think that conversation and even with yourself, before you have it with your partner or whatever you want to call them, have it with yourself to really understand what, what I need in this moment. And it's okay if in this moment, that you need something different than what you originally asked for. I think that's valid and it's okay. And if they don't accept it, then that's not the person for you anyway. So move on. Period. It's like, I feel like a lot of the times it's like, okay, you said you felt this way and then you don't feel like you can change your mind later. And it's like, we're human. We're complex. Like things change, (laughs) things happen. And it's okay to say so when it does rather than, you know, suppress it. Because like you said, if, if they don't accept all that you come with, then, you know, you probably not meant to be with them anyway. They don't need to be in your aura. And I know it's hard, especially when you're in the situation to kind of Mm -hmm. like that. You're just like, Oh, but you know, I've been with this person for however long, or I'm going to miss them when they're not here. And it's like, nah, fuck all that. Do right by yourself (laughs) and be true to your feelings because you're the only person who has to live with you for the rest of your life. Say that. (laughs) Say that. Okay. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking to you today. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Okay. um, I am on social media everywhere. Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Um, right now, you can find me at Experience J. Um, that's X, no E, without the E. So Experience J um, on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook. You can also look up uh, the Past Do Audio series. If you type it in, it'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> so just look out for that also. Um, and that's about it. You can find me on uh, Anchor, anchor.fm backslash kiss of death. 
So if you guys want to check out the Kiss uh, series, which drops on Friday, so I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, you can find me, put my name in, Experience J, my government name, Crystal Judkins. Uh, if you put it in somewhere, you'll I'll pop up. Absolutely. Make sure that you definitely listen to the past due series so you can get to know Kina as we both have, okay? <laughs> now that is yes, a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> That is a wrap for another episode of Toxic as Fuck. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you.